We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome into the So Rare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire. I am Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire, joined as always by Andy Black, the other Andrew on this podcast. Andy, we got the new rewards out and I'm watching you on the screen here. Apologies for those who are listening to the audio podcast. I, I don't see a pitchfork anywhere. Where what's no pitchforks. Why not? What it is new? Change. Uh, what? We're happy. I, don't know. I think I'm just, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be like a pitchfork guy. <laughs> like I'm going to like wait and see, like, like, I don't know, in the background. And then, you know, if I need to get my pitchfork, I will, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait. It's in the, it's in the shed. And if I need to get it, we'll get it. You'll get it. All right. That's fair. <laughs> um, so we're, we're taping this the day after all the reward, the new announcement came out for the new rewards. They're starting this weekend, game week 170. We kind of knew they were coming. We just didn't know exactly what the changes were going to be. Um, it seems like the initial reactions uh, were, every most people were okay with it. And now that it's been a day, everyone seems okay with it. Like, I don't know if everyone is actually okay with it or they just like trust so rare enough that they're like, I think this is going to work. But uh, generally speaking, it seems like everyone is not, I don't want to say everybody, but most people are happy uh, because I think the, the people at least that I listen to are, I'm going <laughs> to, the people I listen to are either the ones who are playing, are beginning and just playing kind of, global D4, or they're playing almost everything. And you're kind of in the middle of that. Um, yeah. And you're the only one I know who had a strong opinion about 
at least D3. There, was, like, there yeah. are some people who are uh, kind of passionate about it, but it seems like most people, uh, at least on the opposite ends of the spectrum, were happy with the changes. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of like lurk a little bit in the, the main Discord just because it's nice to see like what the overall sentiment is. And, mm -hmm. and if there's people that have like good opinions for and against it's it's nice to just be like oh okay you know that's that's reasonable and mm -hmm. i saw i saw some opinions uh really targeted towards d3 um and just the lack of it, it kind of went from the best reward uh the best place for rewards kind of to where some people think it's the worst um where i don't agree with that i think that it's just a matter of uh quality over quantity right you look at the the rewards in D3 and it's quality, like it's all quality, mm -hmm. um, but there's not a lot of them. And even when there's more teams, yeah, it'll expand a little bit, but it's going to be pure quality. So I think you just have to look at like, he, what do you want to play? What do you want to win? Does that look good to you? Then do it. And uh, the takes, the hot takes that I really hate are the, oh my God, they screwed me. Um, I was planning on playing Division Three, and now I can't. Well, just sell your two super rares then if you were planning on playing D3. Or if you like the structure for D2, it's time to time to spend a little bit. and Because uh, I think D2 looks really good now. Um, but I'm at the point where I need to accumulate more supers. So... Of course, it looks good to me because there's more of those rewards. I think for for me, like the the lack of super rares in D3 was a little disappointing, but mm -hmm. that's fine. I just I won't prioritize there. I think, um, yeah, that was kind of your first response when I talked to you. You were just like, if if you play D3 regularly and now you're like they ruined D3, there there is a very easy way to get out of it, like especially because as you, as you are someone who like, well, now I have to get more super rares. Like there are going to be people who played D3 and are like, all right, I'll go play D2. Cause I think D2 is better. Yeah. And if there are an equal number of people who are like, I'm out of D3 and I'm just going to go play D4. You've got buyers. Like there, there are going to be people who are interested. And if that happens, then D3 just got easier. And there, then there may be incentive to jump back in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that I was going to say about D3 was uh, uh, I had it written down here. Um, yeah. If, I mean, if you, if you don't like it, obviously don't, don't play it. And it, like, there's nothing, there's nothing forcing anyone to play any of the divisions. Um, the, the thing that I don't, I don't like, I don't like about it though, is they are making the Academy. They're making that jump from the Academy to D3 a little more, I don't know, odd, because there's so few prizes there. I think that there's going to be a bit of a bottleneck where people are stuck in D3 or stuck in the academy, and they're like, well, I don't want to make that jump to D3 because – and we haven't seen what the actual academy looks like. Right. But if it's good. Like if, it, if there's benefit to staying there, I, I, I think they might get some people stuck there. What are your thoughts on that? Because you're going to be in that, like, by the time the Academy comes out, you're going to start to be in that situation where you're starting to think about D3 and there's going to be incentive for you not to go to D3. 
I mean, that that was the way I felt about it before all the changes. Like before we knew that, I think it was less that D3 got worse and more that everything else got better. Um, like I think, I forget who it was on Twitter today. Basically it was like, um, I wish I could remember who it was. But they said essentially D3 was almost too good, that the rewards were so much better in D3 than everywhere else. And now it's kind of leveled out. Um, obviously the quantity looks bad when you have, you know, three and 400 people entering D3 and literally dozens of people entering D2 and it's the same number of cards. Um, I think it's I think more than dozens, right? Well, I guess it is. I mean, I mean, it's under a hundred yeah. for most, for most D2s. Um, and the D3s I think are, you know, anywhere between 300 and 500. Um, okay. So I get that, that it looks bad that they have the same number of rewards because um, there are people, plenty of people in So Rare who are like, well, that's just catering to all the people with the bigger budgets because they're getting the same rewards. Yeah. Like, yes, but I think, uh, I think we, when we had uh, HG on for our previous rewards bundle, we were at the T3 party phrase like came out. Yeah. Um, and we like we expected that because those are that's a vast majority of the cards that are on so rare. But there yeah. are you can. So we were like, it, it's just we don't want them to change it drastically if all we're getting is just more guys. Like if I'm just getting more T3s, like, is that really a benefit? It's not helping me move up because I'm not getting better cards. But like we're getting better cards and D, uh, D3 payouts are significantly better than they were. Yeah. And so like there is theoretically progression there. You just have to finish pretty highly. It's weird progression though. Like winning <laughs> D3, you get star rares, which help you win what? I guess more, you can- More D3. Take, <laughs> I guess you can take one into D2, but I don't know. Like. I, it's still it's still so odd to me like that the we don't have that progression where it's really asking people to move up where you win that super rare at, at the top of d4 d3 and it kind of pushes you into the next division it still seems like we're we're winning a reward to play in the division below us like you that's fair that's fair I do you what was your thought about taking the unique out of D2? Meaning the the unique prize, because we had previously said like it, it was never a great prize. Um, yeah, I, I, don't I don't think it was a bad prize either. Okay. I, I would have, I mean, I'd rather finish like the way it was, I would have rather finished first and second, not, not accounting for any of the F that you win. Um, I believe it was a tier one super rare versus a tier two unique. I'd rather have yeah. the tier two unique. And, you know, I didn't see a lot of people talking about this. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that there's a ton of opinions on it. I think that, I think that there's fewer people that have big opinions on this because there's just not as many people that play in those divisions. But I think that the tier two unique is the better prize. Uh, I think that you can, that's one of the few areas where it's baiting you and pushing you to go up a, up a division. 
And because you win, you win the, the scarcity of the division higher than you. Mm-hmm. And by removing that again, they're, they're going that route of, okay, the prizes or are for the division that you're currently in or the one below it. But you can play that unique in D2 anyway. You could have, yeah. But you could have also played it in the division higher. And a tier two is not a bad card. Like right. you look go look through the, the, the tiering pools or whatever. There are some bad ones in there, sure. <laughs> I've won a tier two. Yeah. There's didn't help. I the you know, the other weird thing is is it seems like towards the end of year end of the years, all of the good tier twos start to you know disappear and you have the bad tier twos or tier threes left. So I think that you know, a lot of the newer people that came in and, and won those cards won the crummier ones. That said, yeah, that said, um, every day, all day, I'm taking the tier two unique over the tier one super rare. Okay. I've won bad tier one super rares before. You only what? I've won bad tier one super rares before. Oh. Um, Quote unquote bad. Yeah. I mean, Lodi. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he's. He's a, a, that's a valuable card, but he's not useful in the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like Jao Felix or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Didn't you win something with both of them? Or no, it was Lodi and somebody else. Whatever. Yeah. It, it wasn't, I, I, I owned Felix and then I sold him. I never, I never owned him for very long. Okay. Like I bought him and then resold him. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, for forty thousand dollars in February or no? No, no. <laughs> I wish. Me neither. Yeah. Um. So we obviously got more cards. Like I, that was always going to be the expect. I mean, we when they gave us that example, like we knew we were going to get more cards. Yeah, for sure. Was the was the breakdown surprising to you at all? That it, like were you expecting? them to just say, uh, we're basically keeping the same structure, but instead of global going to 130, we're just going to go to 350, but it's going to be the same. Like I was pleasantly surprised that there are many more like tier two cards being given out. The, the change for the stars and the tier ones isn't, doesn't move the needle a lot, but like there are enough tier twos that, that we're like, there are more tier twos now. Um, or not, it wasn't quite enough, but it was like, uh, there are 107 um, paying out, at least in this upcoming game week. And obviously it's going to change when we get more cards, but like 107 star tier one or two t- tier two cards, which almost reaches the 130 that, of the total cards we got yeah. previously. I mean, that's a decent jump of tier two cards that are nice. And now we just have to go, go back to hoping they get the tiers right. Yeah. Yeah. I, to, to answer that first question, yeah, it was a surprise to me that it seemed like there was a good amount of thought went in, thought went into this, and it wasn't just like, all right, throw some more tier threes at the yeah. at the uh, at the at the guys, and and they'll be happy, you know, they'll win something, and uh, so that was good that it, it seemed like that there was thought, uh, you know, the the thing that I really liked the most was the weekly, and I, I know that we were we we had that on our agenda, but the weekly is probably the area that I think that they just knocked it out of the park. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Do, do you not agree with that? I, I completely agree. I, I think uh, 
the reason, the, the two reasons they nailed it, uh, and they kind of go hand in hand, but basically um, it feels like anyone can enter uh, equal, I don't want to say equally, but like, because yeah. there's no power, like um, I'm, I'm curious because I, I don't have a, the gigantic collection, but I am, I will be very curious to see if there are people who like take super rares out of D2 and D3 and play them in the weekly, if they just happen to have star super rares. Um, it, that feels like a waste, but I mean, there are people with enough, the um, big enough galleries where maybe they're just not using all of them. Yeah. And so like how many star cards are we gonna see in the weekly, which are then obviously taken out of the, the regional tournaments because the, the prizes are at least so much better from, from a competitive standpoint of everyone's like, well, you can just buy your way in and, and you get the super rares and you beat everybody and blah, blah, blah. And like uh, with, this, with the weekly, it feels a little more level in terms of competition and, and you get super rares. For yeah. the most part, I mean, if you you know if you finish high enough, like the the prizes are are great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with with most of that. Uh, the the couple of things that bother me a little bit about it, um, it's not perfect. I said they knocked it out of the park. I don't like that first place and tenth place win the same prize. Eh. Like, I, I like for you know you won first place, there should be a little something extra. Second place to third place podium. Needs something more. I couldn't agree with you more. It does seem very weird. I don't know. Uh, they could have done that a little better. Uh, and then the bottom two, where it's just like, all right, roster th tier threes, like that was kind of. Eh. I'm I, okay with that though. I'm not. Yeah, I, about that. <laughs> what I thought was so strange was, uh, and this is a big DFS thing that um, with like really top heavy payouts, mm -hmm. and I. I like joke around about it with people that like you'll see tournaments where it's like a hundred thousand to first and 800 to 10th. And you're just like, that's an absurd difference. <laughs> um, but like, if you look at the weekly, like 21st is a tier three, super rare and 22nd is a tier three rare. Like now, obviously it could be the, the same player even, but this, but one's a super rare and one's a rare. Yeah. And you know, with the way that like scoring can get so close, like by a tenth of a point, you're just like, boy, I could have had a significantly like. It just seems like the drop off is so drastic. Um, so that, yeah, that, made, that, that I looked at that weird for a little bit. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know that a tier three super rare is that much more valuable than a tier three rare. Of, I mean, yeah, it might be a little bit different price wise, but if they're not that great of a player, some, some would say that the tier three actually has a little less utility than the, the rare. I think you can sell it for more. Like I think if you, if <laughs> Probably, you, if you yeah. go to sell oh, them for yeah. sure, for de definitely for sure. <laughs> and it just seems like the, 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 like I've gotten some some tier three rares that are now selling for 0 0.008. Yeah. And if I can sell a super rare for 0 0.08, that's yeah, that's a big difference to me. Right. Um, a couple more things on the weekly. Uh, the one right now where it's the the U twenty one. I think that that still caters to big gallery players, and I don't think that's going to move the needle much for. Uh, 
a lot of the people that are uh, hoping for there to be a level playing field. But I think that the weekly is kind of the, 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 the knob, if you will, for so rare to kind of be able to turn it up and turn it down. And if they want to make it uh, this week, they want to make it, you know, fair for all the new players. Uh, maybe they get a bunch of new players coming in. They can do one of those tournaments where it's uh, 40, 40 average and under or whatever. I'm, I'm sure there's different ways that they can uh, really target groups of people. Um, when, when maybe the Belgian league starts up, they can do a Belgian league only uh, weekly or something. And I think that that would be a good target for certain audiences. And with the, with the price structure that's there, I think that it's, it's really appealing for somebody new to walk in and be able to win something really nice right away. Um, so the weekly, this is the, the U21. So the top three get this special edition U21 card. So like technically first and 10th aren't the same prize. Cause you I get did not know that. Yeah. Um, I had to look it up just now. Special edition U21 <laughs> card for the top three. Okay. Um, so, I think, but like fourth and 10th is the same, are the same. And that's like, I, I don't know. It just, that seems so like a, a big enough gap. Is the special edition U21 card the same tier three card that they would have won except for it's got the special edition on it? Or do they get that also? Um, I don't know. It's tier two. Yeah. So maybe a little better. It. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I just mean they don't get like a an, another card. They get the tier two super rare with the special edition. With the special edition. That's what I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. So I just think that what's cool about that uh, this tournament is not only does it allow you to win a super rare, but I but like you said, they can get really creative with it. Yeah. Uh, both in terms of who's playing and what you can win. I mean, you know, there's. They've got plenty of stuff. They, they've given away like signed jerseys and stuff like that. So like, I think I like that that has become something that I kind of consider entering because generally the, the prizes are so bad in special weekly that I don't even think about it and yeah. I, I never prioritize it. And I think again, because you can use any uh, level of card um I would assume that most people don't use their best like super rares there because it just seems, why would you? Um, so if you have, you know, if you don't have, if you have good rares and not great super rares and um, instead of like playing, so, th so that's how I'm looking. Like instead of dropping a bunch of rares in D3, I'll just take the best ones and enter the, the special weekly and hope I can get a super rare that way. Especially if that's what your next goal is. If your next goal is to progress up to D three and you want to you want to grab a super rare to like, there you go. That is that is your way to progress. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, uh, sell and save and spend. You can enter the weekly, hope to win. Um, if it's a card that you can immediately use, great. If you can trade it for any another super rare that makes more sense for you, perfect. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that for progression for new players, I think that the weekly was really really well thought out, and I think that it's was is perfect for for the game. What I so like the more I think about like my own progression, and I've basically progressed out as much as I mm -hmm. 
want at this point. Um, Casting that net. Yeah. And the, the lack of the Euro season helps now. Like I champion Europe just seems like a lost cause for me, um, which is weird because like challenger scoring wise is absurd, but um, it just seems a little more fun. But I was looking at it today and just like, all right, like what are the realistic paths of, of moving up to D3? And it seems like what I want to accomplish in D3 is to get out of it and get to D2 as quickly as possible. Um, because like I said, like the prizes are basically the same in terms of volume, the prizes are the same. And I'm going to be competing against a quarter of the people in D2. But it, I think it's almost like they have made the prizes in D3. Not, I don't want to call them bad, but like they're not attractive enough where I'm like, I'll just play D3 for as long as I can. But it's true. I absolutely, if I start playing D3, I'm like, I need to get out of here as quickly as possible. And to get out is to just get more super rares. Yeah. So maybe that is, maybe they nailed the progression <laughs> or I'm just the sucker. No, I, I don't know that they did that on purpose. I just, I think that they, I think that they were like trying to, they knew that D3 was the best. It was the best area for rewards in my opinion uh, on the previous iteration. And I think that they tried to fix that and might have overcorrected a little bit. Mm -hmm. That said, I, it's not a big deal to me. I just, I'm going to change the way that I play. I'm going to change my priority around a little bit and you're probably going to see less competitive lineups from me in D3, which there's people that with a lot bigger galleries that are just going to still play D3 hard. And <laughs> oh, one other thing, walking back to the uh, uh, weekly, do we know if they're always going to allow commons in the weekly or is it just for this particular tournament going on right now? Uh, I... I would assume not always. Not always. Okay. It's probably because the pool of players is so thin. They're yeah. trying to. Okay. Fair enough. I was going to say, if they always leave that common uh, common card ability in there, that would be another thing that is uh, catering to those newer players, which maybe that is a nice thing. I, I wouldn't have an issue if they decided to do that. Just do that? What about you? <laughs> I'm trying to think of. I mean, I don't have good commons, and you you probably don't have relevant commons every week that are going to work here. My my commons are awful, um, and it's my own fault, and it's it's how they onboarded when or you know the onboarding process when I joined. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to say I blew it off, but I basically blew it off. Yeah. And um, I think I ended up. The, when when I joined, it was like a salary cap, and it's like just go spend it however you want. That's how it was for me too. Yeah, whatever they so, switched it over or whatever. And I, I clearly just misunderstood the point of the commons, and so I, uh, I thought they might have some collectible value. So I chose you know younger guys and whatever it was. the The group I ended up with was atrocious and atrocious for for placing in the rookie league at the time that I joined. And then uh, it became clear to me that I was like, well, I'm just going to buy rare. So like I, the, once I figured out the commons didn't get me anything really, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go start buying rares. And I basically 
blew off the rest of the entries. Like not blew them off, like didn't participate. I literally was like submitting guys yeah. who weren't playing. Cause I had, yeah. I had some MLS guys and I joined in November, December. So I didn't place oh, in the rookie league. Cause, <laughs> but I was like, it doesn't matter. Cause I'm, cause these cards don't matter. So you're not one of those guys that has like 35 commons. <laughs> no. And not only do I not have 35 commons, like it feels like everybody has an Mbappe common or, oh, or really? Ronaldo common or like, star commons and mine mine are not star and uh so so totally selfishly i'm like no get the commons out of weekly because i don't want to compete against your mbappe because i don't have a rare mbappe like so um but it's absolutely the fairest way to get newer people in um i assume you can only use one but boy that would really be something if you couldn't use more than one (laughs) Oh, I mean, so that would be a problem then. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about just multi-accounts and other ways to game that and break it. And um, With one, I think that you can kind of, because they still have to buy cards. They got to buy yeah. four competitive good cards. Do you think you'd ever use a super rare in the weekly? I would have this week. Uh, I have the, the Noah Lang. It's like my one of my favorite cards, but uh, he's hurt. He's not playing, uh, or I don't know. They chose not to not to uh, put him in the public eye right now. For some reason, yeah. he's not playing. <laughs> we don't have to go there. Um, yeah. So, do you think that they? It seems like they got a pretty good balance of quality and quantity. Like we, do you think that the? I mean. It's not even really a question. Like they, they have given us the opportunity to win better cards. Um, that being said, I was commenting to somebody earlier. The number of cards, the increase looks great, but it looks great because it got so bad based yeah. on the number of player entry of like managers. Sure. Um, like in global all star, it's still like four percent. Like it. I remember when it dipped below five a few months ago and everyone's like, they're going to have to really do something because this is awful. And uh, I keep seeing people throw out this whole thing that so rare wanted to give away uh, prizes to 10% of people. And I'm like, I don't know where this came from. Nobody's ever like shown me something from an AMA or like there's nothing. Mm -hmm. But I remember specifically when it dipped below 5% for the global all-star D4 um, and everyone like that's when the pitchforks came out and we're like, we need more rewards. And they announced the new rewards and, but didn't tell us exactly how many. And then finally they were like, you're getting more. And when we're like, wow, this is so many more. And it's still less than what, than that breaking point that we had months ago. So like, is it enough? Uh, yes. I guess. I don't know. I mean, what is enough? Define enough. Uh, What it comes down to me is I think that lineups that deserve to win something are probably going to win something now. I saw way too many cases of like somebody scoring high 300s or something like ridiculous. It's like every single one of their guys had a decisive action. Their goalkeeper had a clean sheet and it was like, oh, not good enough. (laughs) 40, I, I 40 points like, from a tier three rare. I had a week like that in championship Europe. I had a, like the Lille stack. Uh, they had a clean sheet. So both of my defenders got the bonus. And then I think I had good scores from my midfielder and forward. And it was just like, nope, not good enough. 
and it stinks, but uh, I think that we're going to get to that point now where it's like, okay, a good score will get you a prize. And I don't care what the prize is. Prizes are fun. It is fun to win something, tier three or not. Um, I probably am not going to win anything this week unless Santos Laguna just totally goes off tonight. And because I have a, a team of all Santos players, which is fun because when I watch the game tonight, I'll have something awesome to root for. Um, but it's a bad matchup or not a great matchup. Uh, any rate, uh, I'm probably not going to win anything going into tomorrow. So tomorrow morning is just going to be the kind of meh. But if I even if I had a tier three, I'd be excited to wake up and you know look under the Christmas tree and see what I got. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, I um I have grown uh, to appreciate the the tier three present opening. Um, yeah. It's I have not won like a ton of cards, and my first card that I ever won um, was not a great card, and um, I have since gotten rid of it anyway. Um, <laughs> was, but it, was that Joan? That was Joan. Yeah. Um, what, I felt bad. I was like, I feel like I should keep my first one, um, but I was never going to use it, and so yeah. Don't feel bad. Um, I I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, but it. I agree that winning cards is fun. And um, I think what they did was with the expansion of the rewards, like uh, we'll get into the uh, F threshold in a second, but like what's great about the rewards is just what you said. You, if, if you score well enough, you should be able to win something. And they got to a point where people were scoring so well and just coming up empty. And I, I, I've said this to a number of people because uh, this comes from DFS also that um, sometimes you get like the, Oh, I scored so many points and I didn't win a card. And you kind of have to remember in DFS and in so rare, like we're competing against each other and you don't win cards for scoring a certain number of points, right? You win cards for scoring more points than everyone else. And so like relatively speaking, if you have this giant week, like that's great and all, but like, yeah. that's not what matters. What matters is how many you score and how many everyone else has scored. And I think we kind of lose that because we have all these graphs and I like, I do it too. And it's like, yeah. if I could just average 60 points and blah, 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 that's what gets me a card. And this week I had 63 and I didn't get one. Yeah. Like that happens. Like, that's just what I think happens. It's kind of the poker mentality where it's like I have I have a, a flush, but that doesn't mean I won the pot. I have to beat Absolutely. everybody at the table. Yeah, you know somebody um, has a full house and okay they're dragging it. So I, I think that I think people's mentality is going to start to maybe change or uh, once they just start to I don't know kind of kind of understand that concept that you that you mentioned. Yeah, I think. I think that's what it is. Um, Cause I remember, uh, I think we had this discussion. I don't know if it was in the rewards pot bundle or somewhere else, but I was saying how I thought the putting thresholds in all of the D4 divisions was like a great idea. Like that's what I wanted because I wanted to be able to score a certain number of points and get my F and just move on. And I, after winning a single card, yeah. And I was like, despite my extreme disappointment in the card itself, maybe it wasn't the first one. Maybe yeah. it was after I won a few. 
um, that's more fun. Yeah. And like seeing your balance move, you know, whatever your balance is, if it goes from point, you know, oh nine to point one uh, one or whatever, you know, like that's not that fun. No. And um, I have sold cards that I've won for like the equivalent of a threshold. Right. And so like, I still get that, but like um, winning a card, like who knows? Like, yeah. And even tier three, like we've uh, kind of said this before that the tier three pool has some land, not even land. You can't even call them landmines in tier three because like the whole thing is, but like, yeah, there, there are decent cards in tier three that guys that just sneak in, you know, maybe they've been hurt and their auctions go down and you can definitely win one. And so my whole attitude on tier three cards changed um, probably because of you and Jimmer who were just like, no, 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 you can definitely win something great. And that whole like anticipation is, is fun. And so I think paying out enough cards where like people get to, you know, if it's the equivalent of a threshold, I think that's absolutely the right decision that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I even agreed with you that like, oh yeah, thresholds would be cool, but yeah. I think that it would be so beneficial to somebody with a gallery of my size where like, yeah, I can make good uh, low ceiling, high floor teams that can go collect that threshold everywhere. And I'm sure so rare thought about that when they're like, Oh my God, we'll lose so much money because there'll be so many people that could farm it where yeah. okay, uh, I'm going to go sell all of my high ceiling players and just, you know, if they got a 40, 50 average, I'm going to buy them and they play every week. And I'll just go churn out the yeah. churn out the thresholds. Probably probably wouldn't have been, uh, and that's not fun either. Like it's not not fun. And so your user base is not really having that good of a time. And then they're just reaping reaping you for money. So probably not <laughs> not great. Yeah, I think um, I think the reason why I thought F pay payment versus a card made sense at the time is because it allowed me to buy what I wanted to buy. Yeah. And so it's like, whether I used it right away to buy a 0.02 card or I hold it and I accumulate, cause that's kind of exactly what we said. Like if you get in, hit the threshold, accumulate, and then when you have a nice, you know, pile of, that's uh, so, ink, you can just it's, go it use sounds it. so good on paper, but it's so robotic and boring, right? Like yes. we talked about this last week where, um, uh, I think you might have mentioned it where it was like a football, football ultimate team or a thing where you could just go buy the player. No, I don't think that any of those people that play football ultimate team would like that. They want the the pack opening or the prize opening like that. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely what it is. And I think we're all going to get cards that we would have never bought. Like for sure. I mean, <laughs> I would love to hear somebody who who won a card that they were like, I was going to buy this exact card. I won um, a tier three that I was trying to buy. Right, right. I did. Um, Thomas Henry, I won his card. Like that, that was the craziest tier three reward ever. But uh, and I think that it was. I don't know that it was mislabeled or what, but it was like he was coming back from injury or something. And I was I, he had scored in a couple of games right at the beginning of the season. I was like, all right, I got to get that player. He's going to be my uh, challenger forward for this year. And, uh, uh, I remember I was, I was DMing someone, uh, and I was like, I'm going to buy them next time. Next time one comes on auction, I'm buying it. 
and uh, had a tier three reward coming that week, and boom, that was the card that I won. It was that's wild, super ridiculous. Yeah. So you're the one. I'm the, one, the one. You man. do. Yep. Everybody hates but me. But that's now. great. Like it's I think. <laughs> I think. I think what the fun thing about the the tier three possibility is, it also could just give you somebody that you weren't thinking of, and you're like, wait a minute, this player actually is pretty good, or maybe yep. you know, like. I think sometimes we get so uh, focused on like certain players. We're like, we I got to get this guy, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, well, this one you have to go to so rare data for the similar players, and it's like, oh, this guy is actually just as good, and now you know I yep. want him now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. Um, but yeah, I think there are plenty of uh, opportunities for people to succeed with with tier threes now that I mean, there are going to be so many of them anyway. But like I've totally turned on cards over F because um, I don't know, maybe I just fun. think that, yeah, it's more fun. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what Evaldo was saying last week. You know, if you like treat this as a game, games are supposed to be fun. That's why we play games. Right. They're fun. And uh, I think just. Con, you know, getting 0.02 or 0.01 F each every week or every or twice a week that yes, you'll eventually be able to get some great card if you hold along, hold it long enough. But I don't know. That's not fun. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so speaking of 0.01.02 every week, what do you think? Um, Do you think everybody who sold their galleries... Uh, when they announced they were getting rid of it, wants them back now. <laughs> How many people do you think actually sold their galleries? Uh, that's a good point. I don't know. They're probably a lot of people talked about it. Yeah. They wanted out. Yeah. Um, how much do you think uh, F going from four thousand to two thousand helped? I think that was a big part of the decision. <laughs> to be quite honest, uh, they would never admit to it, and. Uh, uh, I don't know that there's a lot of people even really like accusing them of that, but uh, at the time at the time that they made th- th- that announcement, had F already popped up to four thousand. I think so. 
It was, it, on, was it was definitely on a ridiculous run. Um, yeah. I think that that definitely eased their their the pain from the sower team a little bit where it was like, okay, well we can get away with, we can get away with these thresholds for a little bit longer and it'll, you know, it's almost like a, a pat on the back to the community and, 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 and just kind of saying, okay, we we hear you. We can, we can drag this out a little bit longer, but just know it is still changing. Uh, do you think we will see them uh, tie it to, us dollars before they just get rid of it i don't know um no clue i think i i mean they mentioned that it's definitely temporary i don't think that we're going to see like a long this isn't going to be a long-term thing where they keep doing threshold the thresholds pinned to f i think that i think that they'll make that conversion quote unquote soon right um and would you expect them to just continue like if we went to some sort of stable coin to have an F I mean, not, excuse me, not an F a non F threshold payout. Yeah. I guess it would maybe be 15 and $30. That's what I, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Like, it's so weird talking in dollars. That seems kind of hard. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I, so, so we talked about this. What was it last week? Um, I, I struggle looking at, like, I, I have gotten so accustomed to only looking at, at the, at card prices in F that, um, I see them in dollars and I'm like, I, I don't know how much that is. Right. Um, I think part of it, I think part of playing so rare, uh, takes the, but but playing so rare and only considering F allows you to pretend you are not spending money. <laughs> and it's easier to yeah. make decisions. Mo I mean, these are all monetary decisions, but you're like, I would never spend a thousand dollars on that. And someone's like, would you give me point? Oh, well, I don't even know what it is. Three, five F. And I'm like, that seems reasonable. And yeah. it's a little dangerous, I guess, <laughs> because this should have come up, honestly, this should have come up last week. Cause it, it should bring up a really good point where it's like, uh, is it better? Is it better for them to think in terms of F because it disguises the actual amount of money that their users are spending. I, I do it all the time where I'm, I bought a super rare today. I don't even know. I don't even want to know what I, what I paid for it in, in us dollar terms. And definitely don't tell my wife what I paid for it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I, I do it. All, I do other things all the time where it's like, I win the F threshold. And I'm like, Oh, 0.02. Uh, that's all I want. I, all I want was dude. That's, that's gas for the week. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. I think, I think there's a big part of that. And um, I, I get thrown off by it because because um, F prices move so much faster than any sort of fiat price. Because if the the price of F moves, people will you know repost, and it's like, wait, this card was 0.2 last week, and now it's 0.5. Like, why would anybody pay that? 
it's like, oh, well, it's like just a $12 difference. That's why. Right. And it's like, once you start only thinking in F, um, it's, it, it makes, I don't know. It, it makes it harder sometimes because you're just like, I don't know what that is. Somebody comes to you and they're like, I want to buy your card for $800. And you're like, is that good? I have yeah. to let me go do the math to find out if this is good because I don't know. It, it drives me nuts. Like we'll, we'll, we'll talk about things like that. And I think, is it the silver data bot that'll, I, I always see the dollar amount first. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Is that good? <laughs> like, is that high or is, is that, that good? Low? Like you'll, you'll send me something and you'll be like, just kind of trying to get my opinion on whether a card went too mm -hmm. high or too low or something. And I the, immediately, the first thing I see is the, the fiat price. I'm like, I, I don't know. What's That's funny is that I go the other way. I look at the ETH price and I still don't know if it's good. Yeah. Like I, I, I have to look. So I basically look at the, I look at the ETH price. Um, I think I've said ETH and F equally number of times. I still yeah. can't. Doesn't matter. Anymore. We all, we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, wow, that's a, that was, they like really overpaid for that. And it's like, oh no, they actually paid less than the last person from a fiat standpoint. I'm like, right. okay, that's fine. Yeah. Trying to understand the dynamics of any of this is good luck. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely started fiat. Like I started only in fiat and I don't know what changed. I think it got to a point where I had enough F where I was like starting to think in it and realize that like people who were playing for a long time only basically only thought in F. Yeah. And I, I, I must've passed the probationary period. And so then I had to just start thinking in F. Um, um, not to change topic. Do you have a NYC shirt on right now? I do. Nice. I, I, I tuned into uh, Quinny's stream today and he was wearing a uh, NYC kit. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Quinny uh, is a big uh, city football group uh, supporter. So he, okay. uh, NYCFC. Uh oh. Um, it's David Villa. I would show you the back of it, but it's, yeah. It was first year or his first year. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so we, I've seen a number of people, I'm going to go back to the, the card distributions. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people ask for the like exact formula for determining how many cards uh, are going to be distributed based on the, they, they claim it's the number of licensed teams that are playing, but it's obvious that it's also based on the number of licensed teams within that region. So like if there are, eight, let, let's say if there are 10 champion Europe teams playing in a game week and there are 10 challenger Europe teams playing, I believe there are going to be more challenger prizes, even though technically it's the same number of licensed teams playing. Um, does it matter to know the formula? Not to me. Like that's their job to do that. Uh, I, I know people care and like they might think that like, by knowing that they'll be able to figure out whether, okay, is the model sustainable? Can they keep doing this? Uh, <clears throat> that is, that is their job to handle that. I, I really don't want a part of it. I don't care to know. Um, yeah, I care whether it's, uh, you know, sound, whether it's sustainable, um, their job, not mine. Even if they gave me the data, I wouldn't be able to figure it out. <laughs> I was going to say like, it's, 
we can figure it out. Like we, we know, we theoretically know what goes into it. Like we know how many licensed teams there are. We know how many are playing each week and we can see how many they give us. Obviously we'll once we'll, we'll need some data to start, but like eventually you'll be able to figure it out. But you think it's because people want to know if so rare can handle it. I don't know. I, I, like, I, I think it's, I think they want to do it because they want to say X number of people are going to win. And so if there's this many people need to win, I need to score this many of points and then I'll win a card. Hmm. Just like exactly what we were saying before that, like, that's not what matters. You got to beat yeah. everybody else. If I, I, if that's the case, then I, I don't know. It just seems dumb to me, but uh, I think that it's mostly people are trying to figure out like, okay, is this, are they going to have enough rewards to go the whole year? I don't know. Hope so. Well, I mean, the whole idea behind this is that, uh, that they will, and that this, this model is sustainable and it will be lasting and, and be, be able to work year to year. Yeah. I think um, when they announced that the rewards were going to be dynamic. I think the initial thought was like, well, it's going to be dynamic based on the number of entries. And it became clear that mm -hmm. based on the, the growth trajectory of the user base, that was impossible. Right. Um, so then we moved to this dynamic based on the teams, but if like th there aren't enough teams for a million users, yeah, so if the users outpace the number of teams, then the rewards are going to be 1% or something. Right. I do think that they have a little bit ability to throttle it and say, like, okay, um, they can look at their the number of users that they're onboarding in a period of time and saying, okay, we had a 1,000. And this is – I don't know enough about the way their business works, but if they have – teams wait like that are already licensed ready to go ready to put in they just don't they're trying to kind of throttle them in with the user base as it grows yep um they could throttle things that way where it's like okay we had a million or not a million we had a, two thousand new users this past week we need to onboard five more teams or something mm -hmm. in the next two weeks uh that's a way that they could kind of turn the knob a little bit but like you said, they get to a million users. I don't. That's when they just have to have a new scarcity because at some point, at some point, they just they run out of teams. Like you said, but a new scarcity is still not enough. Like in, in, it's still not enough in terms of rare, super rare, and unique cards. Sure. Yeah. For for the current scarcity, but right. new scarcity, they can start onboarding the new users into those. And then year to year as the game grows, then yeah, there'll be more uh, more rare, super rare uniques available. Yeah. But if if they're transferring those new scarcity users into, you know, what we currently have now, that's when uh, you, you do start to run out of cards a little bit. Right. Yeah. And, you know, prices hopefully will go up. <laughs> Right. For anybody that's playing right now. Right, right, right. Um, so last Who knows thing, if we'll ever get that big, though? I mean, that's, yeah, that's I mean, the dream, right? And right. Um, I saw some some things around floating around on Twitter yesterday that were uh, 
you know, hopeful in that regard regarding funding and the, the current valuation of SoRare, which is totally wild. Yeah. Um, let me ask, I had two questions that are completely unrelated, but let me go yeah. back to the rewards at least. Does, does the new being able to pay out so many more cards in each region, in each division, change your strategy within that division at all? Meaning like, do you think you'll, um, like if you didn't normally take your best rares, or if you always put your best rares in tier two, excuse me, tier three, do you think you're not going to do that now because you can win, there are more opportunities to win tier ones and tier twos in, in division four? Or do you think you're probably not changing your strategy? This uh, this change to the game has changed my strategy more than anything else that's ever happened. And it's primarily because of division three. Like, yes, the rewards there are high end. The quality is great. Um, but like I said, man, winning rewards is fun. <laughs> so uh, I've really prioritized D2. I'm going to, I'm going hard D2. Um, that's where I'm putting my focus. And D3, I'll probably this game week, uh, I was just looking at my, I was looking at my lineups earlier. D3 this week, I'll probably not put any super rares in any of my division threes. Yeah. Do you think? But I'll have good, I'll have good rares, but there's going to be no, and that's unprecedented for me. Like, even before, if I had like a close call, I was doing probably the bad thing and putting the super rare there and saving saving the the equivalent or close rare or maybe not even as good of a rare and putting that in the D4 lineup. Now it's like all of my supers are going, like my good ones are going into D2 and I'll probably run out and not have enough for Division 3. If you have extras, do you think you're more likely to put them in D3 or the week, special weekly? If I have extras, they're going to be bad cards. So it depends. Depends on like, okay, if I have like this, this weekly is so hard. I don't have a team. So no, it wouldn't go in. It would not go into the weekly this week. Yeah. I don't have a goalkeeper that qualifies. I have, I think I have every backup uh, international <laughs> keeper, <laughs> but I don't have any of them that are projected to start. Some of them, who knows, could possibly play, but they're none of them are projected to start. So I'm not even going to submit a weekly this week. Um, other weeks I might uh, D three. Uh, yeah, all depends on what what the weekly is that week and just what what matchups look like. All that. Yeah, I just wonder if if there will be people who who look at D3 and they're just like, if I can't really compete in D3, it's possible that they're giving out more super rares. Now they're not as good, but they're, they could potentially be giving out more super rares in the weekly than in D3. And maybe you just put your super rares in there. Like the- well, They're not giving away any supers in D3, right? Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's what I meant. Sorry. So yeah. you would you prioritize the star rare that you could win in D3 or you can so basically the super rare prizes from D3 went to the weekly 
And yeah, I think it just comes down to like what that weekly is and how it uh, basically how it flows with my particular gallery. Like this week, not a good one, not a good weekly for me. Right. Uh, other people, uh, it does work out really well for them, and they'll probably prioritize there because there's going to be there's going to be a lot of bigger players like me that just like you would think that I would be able to play that. I have a lot of cards. I would have cards that would work there. I don't. So there's going to be a lot of people that just put their hands up and don't play. So yep. uh, I, I haven't even looked at the number of entries that are currently there, but I'm sure there's probably a good good chance to win a card. I'm pulling it up right now just out of curiosity. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be one of the funny things to watch is do you prioritize? I mean, there that's that's the decision. Do you, Would you rather tier three super rares or tier one and tier two rares. Um, but there's tier two super rares also in the, uh, in the right in the weekly. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like those are great cards. Would love to do one of those, the tier three super rares. Those can be fringy. I mean, I mean, they're a lot like the tier three rares. You don't know what you're going to get, but yeah, it could be something. All right. Um, there's 133 people in the special week weekly right now. I wonder how many of those are actually legit lineups. Yeah, where they actually have like a goalkeeper that's playing because I think mm -hmm. that there's only three or four options. Could be maybe I'm wrong, but there's very limited options there. I think there's limited mm -hmm. options forward. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be hard for a lot of those lineups to be 100 percent like that's a legit lineup. Yeah, yep. I think that's totally fair. <clears throat> I think that also applies to like global All Star D4 that we kind of a lot of people just look over they're like yeah they're like well there's 7000 entries and it's like well there's like 4000 or you right. know whatever that could like legitimately compete and so right. i don't know well uh i've had legitimate lineups in global d4 and have been absolutely horrific so maybe you shouldn't count all of those yeah. but, um we got everything on our list here no um we're we're winning more prizes and better prizes uh that means you're going to make more money right I mean, it's guaranteed. And if and if they don't, then so rare will just make up for it somehow, right? It's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so, with that said, do you think that the increase of uh, rewards plus the uh, you know the constant uh, auctions that are going on, do you think that your cards will lose that value? Will lose value? Yeah. Uh, I've seen them already lose value. Um, but I think uh, it's a good question. I think uh, it's potentially they could increase because people who were only playing for the threshold now can think like, well, if I improve one of these players, then maybe I can win a card and the right. threshold. Um, right. So like a lot of the people that might have been playing with a common goalkeeper are thinking, okay, maybe if I step up to the rare goalkeeper, I can actually sneak in and get the tier three card or better. Right. right. Um, I hope that's the case. Um, yeah. Because I think at least in the regionals, I think there are plenty of people who play with commons and we see these kind of like one-off situations where they win with them or, you know, win a card with them. But, um, and not to say you're like guaranteed to do it if you get a rare goalkeeper instead of a common or rare anything over a common, but I think there, I think it, it gives you a reason to say, 
I'm not just shooting for 250 anymore. Let me shoot for 300. And to do that, I need slightly better cards. And so that kind of hopefully moves the secondary market up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just being around for a long, a longish time, I guess, uh, there's always been these just ebbs and flows to the game and kind of the market and uh, things go up, things go down. And uh, there's so many factors and variables of the price of F versus like, we've I feel like we've seen it all, like everything that could possibly happen and kind of the ramping up of these rewards. I don't know that it moves the needle that much uh, in comparison to everything else that we've seen. I mean, we're still only rewarding would you say four or 5% of the user base in all-star D4? So it's like, yeah. how much is that, you know, compared to three months ago, is that, is that any different? Nope. Really? It's not, what did you say three months ago we were at four or 5% or something? Yeah. About that. So I don't That's know. The pitchforks came out. Yeah. Right. Right. And I just, I don't think that much changes. We, we, we'll probably see some de deterioration in, in certain prices. Um, I think what we saw with MLS, um, and I, I know that this is probably getting off topic a little bit, but I think what we just saw in MLS is totally normal. Like people rushed in before the season started and wanted to get the players. These are the players that I want to compete this year. And they went out and bought them and they had to compete for them because there was only so many cards. They weren't really auctioning the good ones anymore. Um, so people were paying top dollar for them. Yep. And I think what we're seeing now is, yeah, okay, they're they're minting these new cards. Yes, there's deterioration there. But I think that there's also going to be people that FOMO into MLS a little bit and FOMO into Champion America because we're getting to the summertime. The other leagues have shut down. So I think that there's still going to be some pressure to acquire those cards and also, there's the people that might have just been playing Champion America. Now Global's open, or Global's there too. Um, yep. and, or maybe they were just playing Global with their MLS players, and now maybe they're going to want to put another team together. So, I mean, I, I know that there's probably people really concerned or worried that, okay, they're they're auctioning off. I don't know. They made that announcement. It was like, it seemed like so many cards over the next two or three weeks where it's like all these MLS cards. Um, prices are going to go way down and they probably, they're probably going to go down more, but, uh, I think that we're just going to continue to see those ebbs flows. Things are going to go up. Things are going to go down. The price of ETH is going to change. Um, I think everybody just needs to, <laughs> my, my opinion, enjoy the ride. It's, it's been fun and I think it'll continue to be fun. I agree. I think there's a little too much, um, too much acknowledgement of the market when you're not selling. Um, that people are like, I can't believe I paid this much. And now this guy's only going for this, you know, 75%. And it's like, oh, are you trying to sell? Right. No, I need him. And it's like, well, then his current price, like, you, right. don't, you don't need to worry about it. Like you, yeah. you literally do not have to worry about it. Um, that's hard. I get it. Um, especially if you do end up wanting to sell, then that, you know, that is tough to eat. But um, right. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's tough. Well, I, I mean, especially if you bought those like an MLS goalkeeper, you know, two months ago, uh, right at the beginning of the year. Um, and you look at it now and you're like, Oh my gosh, I lost money or I lost my investment. Oh no. Right. But it, I don't know. Really look at it. Look at the, look at the fiat numbers. Has it changed? I don't, I don't know. Probably has. Probably. But, yeah. 
It has. I can I can assure you it has. Yeah. But again, like I think um, you have to look at what you've done with it since then. Like you wouldn't have been able cost, to compete right? without it. So yeah, it's yeah. opportunity cost. You had you know two months of entries into tournaments where you could have won something. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Um, but there's definitely something to be said for opportunity cost. And, you know, I don't want to drag this on too long, but we saw a lot of that last year in champion America when it first came out. So the very, very beginning champion America, there was, that was brand new division and they just announced the MLS cards. And, uh, uh, so when those cards came out, um, that was the first really super rares that I started to buy. But the reason for for it was was because they were rewarding that new division in the same ways that they were rewarding all the other divisions. So there was opportunity costs associated with buying those cards and winning something. Uh, granted, the cost of MLS cards when they first came out, like ask people about the super rares and the uniques, they were super expensive because everybody realized the opportunity cost of buying those cards, trying to win, uh, trying to win something, and. I know people give ADOT, AJ, a lot of crap, but he bought those he bought those MLS uniques at, at the top in terms of uh, F, uh, F, the actual amount of F that he paid. Um, F was low at the time, but he had to give up a lot of F to acquire the many uniques that he purchased. So, I mean, he could have he could have just held his F and made a ton of money through this big run up and I'm sure he's doing just fine. But uh, that said there, he had to put a lot of F into this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to abstain from the joke I was going to make. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's absolutely the right way to look at it. Um, but I mean, you can make that argument for all the people who are early. Um, Sure. They easily could have just done plenty of other things with their money. Um, so buying, yeah, MLS uniques and stuff like, yeah, he's certainly been weird, weird game where it's kind of, you know, a new, new territory, a new genre, if you will. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, I'd like to announce that we're going to do a, a Rotowire soccer solar data cup um that uh hg was uh gracious enough to set up for us uh if anybody just goes to the uh solar data gaming area you'll be able to see the nice logo for uh the rotowire cup uh it's going to start after this international break so june 7 18th i believe is the first game week uh so you have plenty of time to sign up it's going to be an mls only so you've got two weeks to jack up the mls prices getting ready for <laughs> Uh, for the MLS Cup, um, we're going to be offering some uh, Rotowire subscription as subscriptions as prizes. Excuse me, and uh, so rare has been gracious enough to throw in some cards as well. Uh, so we're going to have some more details on that uh, very soon. But definitely go to Sora Data uh, and check out um, that and enter uh, because why not? You have the cards, so just uh, go play them. If you don't have the cards, you have two and a half weeks, three weeks to go get them. So uh, check that out. Uh, Andy, you got anything else? No. All right. Uh, once again, So Rare Andrew's podcast uh, brought to you by Rotowire. If you are a Rotowire subscriber, excuse me, if you are not a Rotowire subscriber uh, and don't want to wait for uh, the So Rare Data 
cup to win your subscription. You can try us out for free for 10 days. Just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. I've got a ton of uh, detailed MLS stats. We have a bunch of European ones as well, but MLS is what we have going on right now. So feel free to check those out. Again, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, 10, 10 day free trial, no credit card required. Andy, thank you for that. And I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.